Hello and welcome to eTalk21 Sports Podcast, sponsored by PointsBet. Looking for a dependable sports book? Download PointsBet app and use promo code ETOFT21 on your first deposit and get a 100% deposit matched up to $2,000. How's everyone doing? My name is Eric and welcome to the podcast for January 13th. We have a phenomenal show lined up for you today. Nick and I are going to build you a DFS lineup and my boy David, him and I are going to talk about what bets to lock in for wildcard weekend. We are an insane 30, 17, and 3 ATS. Uh, four since week four, excuse me. So like I said, you know, phenomenal show, really great show coming at you. But before we go, jump into all that, I need to vent. And boy, do I need to fucking vent. So a, I do some work for a couple places where I'll, I'll post videos and whatnot. And... Um, I posted the video for this one place. It was pretty interesting. So I posted the video and this one guy made a comment saying, I'm not a real capper. I'm not a real capper. Okay, whatever. That's fine. You have your opinion. You're, I really don't care what your opinion is, but you have your opinion. I guess I do care because I'm venting about it. So I looked at it. This guy likes only one person's tweet. So it's pretty obvious to me that if, since you only like this white guy's tweet, it's you're that guy. So there's one guy on Twitter right now who's talking shit about me, me and my business casual 61%, I believe now, ATS, picking in college basketball saying I'm not a real capper. Dude, you're not on my level, bro. I don't mean to be a dick, but you're not. And that's my issue with the sports betting thing. Everyone tries to just belittle everybody. I guess that's what I'm doing, belittling this guy. But he's the one that brought it on. I'm here. I'm giving out shit for fucking free. I'm not cost charging one motherfucking penny for what I'm bringing to the table. And I have people trying to talk shit to me. I watch these videos that I post for this other site. And I've lost one. And, oh, that didn't age well. I'm like, dude, why are you guys talking shit? Like, and it's always the people that have zero followers and no posts. Guys, I'm here for free. I'm giving shit away for free. I'm posting stuff for free. And we have people talking shit. I'm like, what the heck? Dude? It all, but it's a social media game. You know, silent but deadly. Talk shit. Try to be the big boy. Try to say some shit. Look, guys, I'm here. I'm trying to help you guys make money because sports betting is fun to me. Sports betting is a way I'm able to make money. It's a way I'm able to give a, live a good life. But I work hard for this shit. And I'm just trying to help you guys, trying to show you guys the way I think to try to help you guys make money long term. You know, we have one guy today on Twitter claiming to be 60 and 4 in his lifetime in the NFL. 60 and 4 in his lifetime in the NFL. Everyone, Anyone who has a brain cell knows that's, knows that's not fucking possible. But this guy says this, he that's that's what he has. And people are paying money for this guy's picks. Guys, why? What's the fucking point? What's the fucking point? It's like anytime someone asks me a question about a bet, you know, does it take me a little time to respond? Yeah, I don't have my phone on me all the time. But once I see the message, have it be a DM, I will respond. I will help you out. I am here to help you guys out. And that is what I'm trying to do. But enough with that vent. Let's talk some NFL coaching stuff. Also, 
the big news, McVeigh Schefter just tweeted out he was coming back. Let's be honest, was he really going anywhere whatsoever? I don't think so. Um, so that was good to see that he is staying put in the um, in the Rams. Um, so Panthers, I feel the Panthers need to keep Wilts. I think that's best for him. I think he got a raw deal when he was at the um, the Arizona Cardinals back in the day. Um, I think that'd be great. Guys wanted to play for him. They were competing for him. I think that makes the most sense. He's a defensive guy. And also, let's keep in mind, that is a young defensive team. I think that's a phenomenal hire. I think it makes the most sense for Steve Wilkes to stay in the Cardinals. I think that makes the most sense. Um, I have no idea what Payton's going to do. For me, it makes zero fucking sense for him to go to Denver. I have no idea why anyone would want to go to Denver because you, a, you really don't have any draft capital moving forward and you have to play Mahomes and Herbert. Why would anyone want to do that? That makes absolute zero sense to me why you would want to do that. Lastly, um, Arizona, again, San Francisco, McVeigh, Rams, Stafford, and uh, McVeigh, Seattle trending in the right direction, made the playoffs top pick. Why would you want to go to Arizona? And you have Kyler Murray. And you have no offensive line, no real play, weapon, play weapons. I have no idea why anyone would want to go to that job. If I had to make some guesses on that, I'd say David Shaw goes to Denver. I think that makes the most sense. Um, I know Shaw's kind of fallen out of flavor. It was awful this year. But guys, Stafford, no NIL, like zero NIL. They give those players zero fucking money. And in that world of college football, you got to do that for these big time guys. And they are not doing that. And they don't get the little booster under the table met money like these other programs do so hence why his program's been in disarray the last couple of years so i think shot to denver i think that makes a lot of sense i think it's a realistic hire um arizona i think arizona swings for the fences they try to get another offensive coach i think they bring in eric Bieniemy. houston's kind of the interesting one now why is houston the interesting one because you have the second pick overall uh realistically you're gonna get Levis or Stroud or Young, whoever doesn't go one. And you're in the South. And let's face it, the South, they have the Colts, a lot of holes. Um, Titans trending in the downward trajectory. And the Jaguars transcending up. But will they take a step back now since everyone is kind of caught on to Peterson's system, second year with the team and whatnot? So the Texans would be an interesting one. But... It is an awful run organization. They tried to hire him last year. Josh McDowd, that's who I think is going to be the coach. Uh, the Colts, guys, I'm telling you, I have no idea what what, what Ursay is going to do with the Colts. He kind of poured, pulled that Saturday thing out of left field. But one thing these guys tend to do is after they go with an offensive coach, then they kind of go to the defensive coach. It's kind of the back and forth that they try to do. So that's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to logo to a defensive coach. Because of that, I think they're going to take DeMarco Ryan, the defensive coordinator from the Colts. That's So that's kind of where I think all the coaches are going to pan out. I think Peyton's staying put. I think Peyton's going to wait until he gets a more attractive job offering 
with a veteran, with an established quarterback. So one of those teams that has the quarterback position solved, I think that's where he's going to look to go. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my uh, predictions for the coaching carousel. Now, like I said, we have a great show, so let's jump right into it. We are at the point of the podcast where we're going to talk betting and who better to come on than my boy, David, a.k.a. Better DP21. David, how you doing, my man? Doing great, man. Happy Friday the 13th. I know. I had no idea it was Friday the 13th until someone told me. I literally <laughs> had no effing clue it was Friday the 13th until someone told me. Um, You ready for some playoff action, dude? You ready I am. Here? I am ready for this. Um. So we're going to keep the same format. We're going to be doing player props. Obviously, like these player props have changed. Like my my one I loved was Keenan Allen. I got that bad boy at 73 and a half. That's ballooned all the way up to freaking 80 and a half now. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to give that one out. I have a different one. Then I have a side. David has a first half total, and then he has a side. So, David... I'm going to let you kick us off. We are a robust 30-17-3 and three since we started doing this in week four. So it's been a very profitable time if you've been following along. David, why don't you kick us off, my friend? All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, so first half bet, I'm looking at the Chargers-Jaguars game. Um, really like where this line is, um, or at least I'm projecting this line to be. I got the Chargers um, at a minus five line. The book right now has got it at minus 0.5. So uh, you can definitely find a lot of value in my, in my opinion, from my numbers of playing the Chargers in the first half. You know, this is a, this is a very evenly matched game, in my opinion, across the board, both offensively and defensively. Both of these are sitting in uh, middle tier and, you know, and respectively bottom tier when it comes to their passing offense and, uh, so, you know, I think this game is actually going to be won a lot more on the ground. Um, I think the Chargers are going to use their ground game with Eckler as an extension, given that Mike Williams is going to be out. Um, and obviously probably why your Keenan Allen prop bet just ballooned the way it did. So really, uh, should be the explanation for, you know, why some of these lines move the way they do. Um, but yeah, really like where the Chargers are in this one, you know, I never look at home team, you know, home field advantage when it comes to NFL. I never have really touted that all season whatsoever. I definitely don't see that coming into the playoffs. These teams have had, you know, plenty of time to get ready for one another, just like any other, you know, regular season game. They're going to come in. They're going to be motivated. Um, I really, I really love the matchup just from the perspective that, you know, each of these quarterbacks are going to be, I think, hosting kind of their first playoff game for each of their teams. Um, uh, you know, going into this uh, playoff season together. So really like where this is at. And, you know, I, I really do uh, find the value in my numbers here for the line. So, you know, Chargers minus half, minus a half for the first half. I like that. I like that play a lot. Um, you know, I'm heavily invested in the Chargers for this this uh, whole, uh, whole astronauta, if you will, for this playoff. I think they could make a run. Um, look, my, my prop and I'm going a little different route. I'm going Dawson Knox at any time TD at plus 240. Um, last time these guys played, 
which was the 17th. He had eight targets, six receptions, 98 yards, and one TD. Um, just kind of looking at it, he is third in the, um, excuse me, he is third on the Bills and red zone targets. And when looking at it, guess which team playing this weekend has given up the most TDs to opposing tight ends? The Miami Dolphins. I know people are going to look to go to Diggs, maybe a little Dave Davis, but I think Dawson Knox is going to be the guy that Allen looks to lean on, especially on the underneath stuff. So I like Dawson Knox anytime TD plus uh, plus two forty. Anything over anything over plus two hundred in my eyes is a buy with Dawson Knox, just because, like I said, Dolphins struggle to get covering the tight end, and they give given up the most touchdowns ten this season. Two opposing tight end, the tight ends. That's the most of anyone playing this weekend. Yeah, and you know he, I, I love Knox, man. He always gets open downfield. Yeah. I love that guy. What is your first side, my friend? So looking at the overall games uh, for the full game, looking at the Cowboys Buccaneers game. Um, I, you know, this is just me. Take it for what it's worth. But you know, my numbers actually have Tampa Bay winning this game outright. Um, by almost a touchdown. My line again um, is sitting at like minus five and a half. So I usually round that to six, Um, you know, but what does that mean? You know, against the books line, the books are right now are laying two and a half, you know, in favor of the Cowboys on the opposite side. I'm going to take the dog money with Tampa Bay on the money line at plus plus one twenty or better. Um, You know, basically the way that I look at this is, uh, Tampa Bay really started to find their form between both of the running backs. They definitely have their passing game in play. Uh, defense started to shore up, you know, when it, when it, when they needed a win, when it mattered, I'm never going to be going against Brady. Um, I, I really always think Brady in the playoffs is just the man, uh, that you really got to be wary of and actually prove to take him out. Um, you know, that's actually kind of the scary thing about this matchup for the Cowboys going into Tampa Bay you know, and having to play them there uh, where they looked really shaky playing on the road. I'm pretty sure they had all their starters in actually for a majority of the game against, you know, the commanders last week and still got just whooped. Um, So, you know, I can't really fret on the last week of the season because a lot of people were obviously gaming, you know, resting players, starting players, what that playing time looked like. Um, you know, I was, I was very apprehensive last week, as I mentioned, when I was making my plays about avoiding a lot of things, given those situational factors, but, you know, in this week's matchup, I really, really do like where Tampa Bay is sitting. You know, they, they definitely have the great rushing defense to, you know, stall out with, uh, you know, Zeke and Pollard there, um, sitting really close to the top 10 in the rushing defense, passing defense is very similar also in the, you know, just outside the top 10 rank 13. So really going to press on Zach with their rush game. Um, I really think they're going to find a good inside rush against him there. You know, on the, on the flip side, you know, Dallas is, does have the advantage on rushing defense. I mean, they're actually ranked really, uh, really high on their defensive side of the ball, especially on the rushing side. So again, I think Brady uses, excuse me, uh, more extension of the run through the passing game, uh, especially in, you know, the rookie running back uh, receiver and, you know, using Fournette to kind of become their one-two punch there. I think they found a really good balance. I think Mike Evans is going to exploit a lot downfield the way that Brady started to find him here in the last half of the season. So, 
you know, I really love Brady in the playoffs always. I really love that my Lions are in favor of him and this team for this matchup. You're getting basically an eight-point edge based on if you wanted to play the actual plus two and a half. But my my theory is always to play the money line anytime I see it, you know, lower than three. So I am uh, sitting on Tampa Bay money line plus 120. I like it. I like that play a lot. Um, I got it at three. So um, I'm definitely. So the line moved in your favor for yeah, sure. Line, you line got the value. Um, and I think the big thing is, and you touched on it, the defensive line for the Bucks. Um, you look at the splits when Vita Vera and Akeem Hicks have been able to play. It is freaking night and day, man. And yeah. Akeem Hicks is healthy now. Cowboys have some injuries to the offensive line. Um, and Brady, for as much love as the Cowboys secondary gets, I think it sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think the one thing that Brady has shown us is he doesn't care. Like, if you have a weakness, he's absolutely content just going to that weakness over and 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 over. You know what I mean? Like, he'll just keep doing it until you change it. He does. He gives two shits. I was going to say, him and – I mean, it's the generational thing maybe and the mentality factor, like you said, but him and Manning did that all day long, yeah. all day long. Manning might be gone, but Brady still has the, you know, the essence there of, you know, using that mentality to exploit and just, like you said, constantly exploit until you correct it. And then and, he'll look for the next thing that you, you know, went weaker on. Like, I mean, because just they, they're a bottom third in the league defending the slot. So that opens stuff up for Godwin. He starts to go to Godwin. Quinn makes an adjustment to Godwin. Boom. Now you have Diggs one-on-one with Evans. Everyone thinks Diggs is this great, great cornerback. Last year, he gave up the most receiving yards to opposing wide receivers. This year, he's 10th. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're going to be able to take it off with Evans. Boom, you drop more people back into coverage. Okay, recognizes that. Let's start running Lenny Fournette now. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's just, it's just, and I just think it's a bad matchup. And what's the one thing the Cowboys have done all year? They've just played up and they've played down. Yep. You know, I'm looking at their schedule right now. The last time, in my eyes, they played a good game was the, when they completely boat raced Minnesota in yep. that 41 to three game at the beginning of November. And that was just Minnesota coming off beating a certain team whose court star quarterback fumbled at the one yard line that cost them a game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was actually looking back at some of these matchups too. And, you know, the, the track history of, of Dallas over the last month, they won one game, like, one like outright to cover against the spread by the way um out of that kind of nature i mean they are against the spread in the last five they've won one the other one was a push so it's like you know it doesn't lean to their advantage in any way when it comes to these numbers my opinion and you know they have a really up hard uphill factor going against brady and this you know what i think is a rounding out to be a pretty scary Bucks team going into the playoffs. Yeah, they're definitely treading in the in the wrong direction. Um yeah. you know, so I like that play a lot. Uh my next thing um and this number excuse me has been all over the place. Uh we saw it at six and a half, got up to seven and a half, um excuse me, drifted up to nine, nine and a half. Now it's back down to eight, eight and a half. 
from seven and a half. I actually I locked it in at seven and a half when it once it got over seven. Um, I took the Ravens plus the seven and a half. Um, the biggest issue with the Bengals has been the offensive line. We saw in the Patriots game when Collins went out, the Bengals defense start Bengals offense, excuse me, started to struggle. Then the guard cap Capus went out. So you have a whole right side. You're going to be playing backups, which is really going to hurt because this year compared to last year, Burrow has struggled facing when, when being rushed, which I really think the Ravens are going to be able to get to him flip side of the Bengals going to be able to stop the rushing attack. Huntley's no Lamar. Don't get it twisted. But the one thing mm-hmm. Huntley is able to do is sustain drives and keep games close. Basically, every single game he plays is a three-point game. Like, granted, he can't throw it down, down the field, but he has this capability of Lamar. He's be able to extend with his legs, and he's able to get stuff to Andrews, Robinson, whoever working across the middle. Also, another big thing is T. Higgins's hip injury is banged mm-hmm. up. Yep. He's not going to be 100%. Mix in, if you have to keep mixing in to block or P. Ryan, you're taking another weapon out. If you have to keep Hayden Hurst in the block, you're keeping another weapon out. So I don't think the Bengals' offense is going to be as explosive. You have a divisional team, third time playing against each other. So these tend to be a little bit lower scoring, which favors the dog. Um, and, you know, just looking at Harbaugh in general, um, he's the most profitable coach ATS in the history of the NFL in the wild card round. Wow. Most profitable. Oh, sorry. Last 20 years. Sorry. My database only goes back 20. Sorry. In the <laughs> last 20 years. Um, so you're looking at that, um, so, you know, he's 63% ATS playoffs in general, in general, as a road dog in the playoffs, he's 67%. This guy just covers in the playoffs and don't get me wrong. I think Zach Taylor is a great leader. I, you know, I can't say this enough. Insane props to him, how he handled the whole situation with um, Hamlin and everything. Yeah. But Harbaugh's a better coach, man. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, in my eyes, Harbaugh's just a better coach. He's going to be more game plan. He's been there. He's done that. And I feel like this line is inflated just because of the way the Bengals have been covering. I, they've covered an insane, like, 24 of their last 26 games. Yeah. The, because of that, this line is going to naturally be overinflated. Look, it's coming down. By the time you guys are listening to this, even if this is 7.5, which I got, I still like that. Anything over 7 is an absolute buy to me. Yeah, actually, uh, I mean, opener for this was six and a half. So the fact that it ballooned all the way up to like nine and a half at one point, like you mentioned, this line's kind of been all over the map a little bit, um, you know, but it is it is on the way back down right now. I mean, currently sitting at like nine, eight and a half on most books. Um, my line, you know, for the game is actually at eight. Um, so, you know, I love even seven and a half just for that reason, because, again, I use a rounding methodology there um i really i agree i think in a lot of aspects that the ravens really actually match up very well defensively knowing it's also going to be i get it's a wild card game but they're going to look at this as a regular divisional game for themselves like bragging rights of who's going on right like they absolutely want to take them out and i know it's going to be a lot closer just from that aspect of you know hey we're, we're a little more motivated just knowing we play you guys twice a year already right like exactly. so 
This is definitely one that I think I really like where the line is for you. I like where it's at for anybody else. And to Eric's point, if you're going to go get it, get it now because this thing's going to keep trending downward and uh, line movements already going against uh, Cincinnati in this, in this respect. And I think the line was because people were afraid Huntley was going to play. Right. So um, it's pretty clear he's going to be playing now. I think the seven and a half was priced as a Huntley line. Nine sure. and a half was Brown was if the kid Brown played. So, right. Um, David, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media, my friend? Yeah, great. Thanks. And uh, yeah, looking forward to looking to talk or talk shop about anything. Any other games that you're interested in? Find me on Twitter, Instagram, better DP, better with an OR. Make sure to give my man David a follow. Best of luck in your bets, my friend. And uh, until next week, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. Let's cash. Guys, please, 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 please give my boy David a follow. One of the sharpest guys in the world at BetterDP21 on Instagram and Twitter. We've reached the point of the podcast where we're going to be talking DFS and who better to come on than Nick, a.k.a. NAA Fantasy. Nick, how you doing today, my man? Great, Eric. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Playoff football, great time of the year. Really looking forward to this slate of games. Interesting slate of games just because all of them are repeat matchups. So we're able to have a lot of data to go on for this segment. What we're going to do is obviously there's no season-long fantasy going on. So we're going to do the NFL fantasy football contest. We're going to run through a lineup that we're going to build our lineup for that for you. So that way you could kind of play along with um, with Nick and I and how we would enter it um, if if we were in it. Actually, I'm actually in it, and I think this is yeah, the me too. I, I already answered. I already answered. <laughs> so I think uh, you know this is the lineup we're going to use. But before we get into all that jazz, we need to build our DFS lineup for the Wild Card Weekend. Um, like we said, really interesting slate of games. Um, I think before we start, I think we need to zero in on a defense and um you know there's some mispriced defense some overpriced defense what is the defense you think we should go with here my friend i like the ravens defense i know lamar's out but they played the bengals last week same game at cincinnati you know this is the third time they've played this year the the line is at what at 10 right now but I really think that the Ravens are going to play this close. The defense is going to have to step up to give them any sort of chance with Lamar out. Um, and I think Huntley's still questionable. But the Bengals are also missing two offensive linemen. So this is going to allow the Ravens front to you know get at Burrow and limit some of Mixon's running ability. So third time's a charm. Maybe, uh, maybe they'll keep it close, keep the score low. And uh, they're only 3,600 on the price on DFS. So on FanDuel. So I think uh, it's a good value there. And I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. We saw the Raven, not the, excuse me, the Bengals struggle once um, Landon Collins, their tackle went down. Now you got Kappa who's going to be gone. So you have the whole right side of that offensive line banged up. And just looking at Burrow's production, the team he struggles the most shockingly is the um, Baltimore Ravens. And with them being the best low price option, I think it only makes sense that that's what we do here. Um, so we're going to go Baltimore Ravens. Now, the next thing, 
and you and I had an interesting discussion about this when we we're building this together is what to do in the tight end position. Um, I know a lot of people are going to look at Kittle, but you and I have a different way we're going to go. What, what are we going to do at the tight end position? Yeah, I mean, we all know Kittle's been hot lately with Purdy, but the weather there is a concern. I mean, they're, they're, they're forecasting an inch of rain, 20-mile-an-hour winds. You know, I don't think they're going to be able to, uh, you know, throw the football around there. So, um, well, you know, there's been a change in the forecast. It's now 25 mile per hour winds. Oh, oh, so it's even worse. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay. So that's perfect. Uh, you know, I like Dawson Knox here. Um, you know, he's he's only 5,600. I don't think, I, again, I still think people are going to try to go after Kittle because he's been the hot guy. But Dawson Knox has actually been pretty hot lately. And the last time they played Miami, he went for, I think, 94 yards and, and a touchdown. So, um, you know, he actually in two the two games that he's played against Miami this year have been two out of three of his best games. So he's uh, he's got Miami's number. So I think uh, I think Dawson Knox is a good value here. And it just, you know, we talked about it before, like you know, it just kind of makes sense that that's the way to go just because of, I'll say it, man, I'm worried about Purdy, dude. You know, I didn't bet the game, but I'm a little bit worried about, about Purdy this weekend, you know, making his first career playoff start, you right. know, rookie rain, starting in, yeah. inch, inch of rain on, on the, um on the ground. And the Dolphins have given up the second most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends of teams that are playing this weekend. So I absolutely like Knox here. I think that's going to be a good pivot off of Kittle. Um, Now let's start up top. Now, since we have kind of like the meat and potatoes of our team with the Baltimore Ravens and Dawson Knox, we have 50,800 left. Let's go to the quarterback position. Who in the quarterback position are you looking for? I like Justin Herbert this week. Uh, the Jags, as we all know, their defense is rough against defending the pass. That's their weak point. Um, you know, I know Mike Williams was just ruled out of the game, but I mean, Herbert's still got plenty of weapons. Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Joshua Palmer, DeAndre Carter, Everett. I mean, he's still got plenty of weapons to deal with there. Um, I think he's going to be able to uh, throw the ball around and get some points for us. Yeah, I Ray, the Jaguars are a good story, but defensively, you know, they struggle. And, you know, Joshua Dobbs was able to move the ball against them. Um, you know, when you look up at the higher priced option, I really don't want to, I really don't want to pay up for Josh Allen just because if this game gets off script, which it potentially could, especially if Hamlin's in the building. Yeah. You know, and with him being 92. You know, if he only plays like a half or a quarter, Burrow, offensive line issues, Lamar not playing, Herbert priced down at 78. He's only $100 more than tra- than um, uh, Lawrence. I think it just makes sense we go with Herbert here at 7,800. Um, yeah, the, the value's there. I mean, Allen's too much, in my opinion, for that game. Oh, agree 100%. Now let's shift our attention to the running back position. Running back, what what are you looking at, my friend? 
So I I know probably a lot of people are looking at McCaffrey, but I mean at 9800, that's just way too much to ask. Uh, you know, it's way too much of a gamble. He's too high priced to for what? I mean, he'd really have to go off to get you to make it worth the 9800. So I'm liking Dalvin Cook here actually at 7800. Uh, I think that's actually a real good price for him. I mean, the weakness of the Giants defense is their rushing attack. Uh, and per DVOA, they're 32nd defending the run. And over the last month, they're 27th DVOA. And for the remaining playoff, for the playoff teams that are in, I mean, they're giving up the third most points per game to opposing running backs out of the teams that are in the playoffs. And with Cousins being Cousins, I expect them to lean on you know what I mean? I expect them to lean on the um, on the running game even more just because of he really struggles in these standalone type games. So I completely agree. I think Dalvin Cook's the way to go there. Um, flip side, RB2, who are we looking at? I like Travis Etienne here. Uh, you know, the weakness of the Chargers defense is stopping the run, as we all know. Uh, and the last time the, the Jags played the Chargers, it was a heavy RPO attack, attack, and James Robinson was the number one guy at the time. He had 17 carries for 100 yards and a touchdown. So I, ex- I expect them to use Etienne in that same way. Um, and as we all know, what do, what do teams try to do in the playoffs? Time of possession. They try to keep try to keep the ball in their hands as much as possible. So, you know, I like these two running backs to, um, you know, get it done and get us some points here yeah i mean they're giving up what 23.6 fan dual points per game to opposing running backs um i think they're going to be able to run the ball against this uh against this chargers front etienne's kind of the big guy my only worry with etienne is i mean there's like five times a game he just limps off the field then he miraculously always limps back so that's my one worry with travis etienne um yeah now, shifting to the wide receiver position, um, you know, there's only one game being where there's going to be perfect weather, and that is the uh, Minnesota Vikings and New York Giants. Is there a wide receiver you're looking to get a little bit of in that game so we can have another piece of the another piece of the pie? Yeah, slightly lower budget guy. Um, I like Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, the Vikings are giving up the second most points per game to outside wide receivers, and Last game, he had 12 targets, eight catches, 89 yards on a touchdown. Plus, he's going to be, you know, he'll be matched up with Patrick Peterson or Duke Shelley. So, yeah, yeah. he's just balling out of control. Vikings defense sucks. Daniel Jones yeah. lit, lit it up last time. And, um, you know, I think it's, you know, I know this is a fantasy segment, but I think, you know, one book has them 75 to 1 to have the most reception, most receiving yards. I think that's worth a small gamble. I think that's worth a $25 gamble in my life. Um, now the next one, S- wide receiver. So high, high price, higher priced guy. I like here is CD lamb. Um, you know, since he's returned, he's, he's wide receiver three averaging 16.1 fantasy points per game. Uh, You know, he splits time on the outside in the slot, you know, but he's going to have a positive matchup no matter what. Um, You know, if he's matched up against Winfield 
or he's matched up against Murphy Bunting. So, you know, I'm liking that matchup there. I think he's going to get a lot of targets in this game because, you know, as we know, Tampa Bay is solid against the run. Um, so they're going to need to, they're going to need to throw it around a little bit. Yeah, they're going to have to. And <sighs> Bunting's bad, man. You know, Bunting's like really bad. You know, it's like a 60-40 split, so he will be worked on the outside, but I expect it to be a little bit more toward like a 75 just to take advantage of that matchup. And I think Prescott's going to lean on him. And if they get behind, you know, this could be a positive game script. And let's face it, if that happens, that's going to help our position even more. Right. Taking, um, you know, C.D. Lamb. Um, and he's just been a killer, just like since since um, Prescott has returned, Prescott's really been leaning on him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think that just makes sense with CD. Um, now we don't have anyone on the Bucks side of the ball yet. Um, this game, most are projecting, could easily be the highest scoring game. Is there anyone on the Bucks side of the ball you're looking to get in with? Yeah, there's actually a couple couple of guys we're looking at. Um, you know, on the wide receiver side for the third wide receiver we have in the lineup, I like Chris Godwin. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Cowboys have given up second most fancy points to opposing wide receivers uh, to, you know, based on the playoff teams that are in. Uh, so this weekend, at least. Uh, and then, um, you know, obviously a lot of people are probably going to be going after Mike Evans uh, this week because he blew up last week. But I think this week they're going to go the other way. They're going to give it they're going to get Godwin going quickly in this game and it's going to get him more targets uh, because they're going to keep an eye on Evans, but he's got a better matchup with slot corners, um, you know, than Evans does on the outside. So I think, uh, I think Godwin gets going early here. He gets, he gets eight to nine receptions and uh, you know, hopefully has a big game. Yeah. I, um, I could see that. And I mean, I just feel the underneath stuff because Brady's not going to want to take the shots down the field. He's going to want to use the underneath stuff, get the safeties, go pull up, and then look for the big shot to Evans to air it out. Um, so now we got 6,400. Now this was, this was our dilemma. When we were talking this out, we initially wanted to get a piece of the Dolphins running game with either Mozart or Wilson. But then looking at the injury report today, it's possible. Armstead was out there. I have no idea how Armstead was out there practicing. But let's just pretend he's not out there. That's their two top left tackles and their top right tackle who are out. Even though Wilson will probably be the only game in town because Mozart won't be able to do anything because of his, fing his finger injury, injury. So that means he can only carry the ball in one hand. He can't pass, bro. He can't catch. So everything would be Jeff Wilson. But there's a big reason why we don't like Jeff Wilson. And that big reason is the offensive lineman. All right. So we were going to go to Wilson. But, um, you know, we're going to trend a different direction. And you brought up a great player, someone I really think is a slam dunk. Why don't you tell everyone who that player is? Playoff Lenny. Oh, yeah. Leonard, Leonard Fournette. 6,400 to round out the, uh, the lineup here. Uh, you know, Rashad White's probably a trendy pick, but, you know, it's playoff Lenny time. And we all know 
what happens when playoff Lenny plays. So, you know, the Bucks obviously have shown to lean on him in the playoffs. Brady's going to want to lean on him to keep the time of possession going, um, you know, and, and also open up, you know, play action passing. And, uh, you know, he led the Bucks in red zone carries and total red zone targets. Or, sorry, he was third. He was third on the team in red zone targets. And then the last time they played, which was, I mean, I know it was week one or, you know, early on in the season, but Leonard Fournette ran for 21 carries and 127 yards. So it's a pretty solid game. I think they're going to lean on him again and, uh, you know, get him some points here. Hopefully a couple touchdowns too. I mean, he has six. He had, he had a solid season. I kind of feel like, it's kind of like being lost in the wind. You know, he was he was third on the team in red zone targets. Yeah. Amazing to me. That he was yeah, I mean, early, I mean, early on in the season, everybody was talking about how the Bucks run game was historically one of the worst in history <laughs> of yeah. the NFL. But they they turned that around and now nobody's saying that anymore. So um, you know, I, I still think no matter what they're going to lean on him in some capacity to, uh, you know, get the job done. And, and he also had the most total red zone touchdowns. So that, I mean, cause he's a factor of the passing and the receiving game. So that just kind of makes sense that, you know, it's, it's playoff Lenny time and it's time to lean on him. And then we got Godwin because Nick and I feel that the bucks, that's the team we want to be invested in. That's the team that we're most confident in their matchup going against that defense. So just to review, Justin Herbert, Delvin Cook, Travis Etienne, Isaiah Hodges, CeeDee Lamb, Chris Godwin, Dawson Knox, Leonard Fournette, and the Ravens defense. That is your EFS cash game lineups. Now we're going to fill out our NFL playoff challenge uh, team. Now how this works is this, is if you have a player in for week one, and you play him for week two, it's times two points. You play him for the next one, three, next one, four. It just keeps on going up times one, times two, times three, times four. So the whole thing is, is you want to try to pick people that are going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Because you don't want to have someone go. You know what I mean? Like if, if you think the Bills are going to the Super Bowl, you have to play Josh Allen this week. Yeah. Um. So that being said, quarterback, who are you going with? Josh Allen. <laughs> I mean, I I really think uh, you know the Bills are going to go far no matter what. Maybe they don't make it to the Super Bowl, but you know, I I think they're going to be there in at least the conference championship. Um, you know, Andy's playing this weekend, so you know that helps out the points as well. It's just one of those things, man. You know what I mean? Like the more they play against a good team, the more he runs too. So when yeah, competition gets tougher he's going to be running more um so that just makes total sense i'm on that train too uh running backs interesting to see what we want to do here with the running backs so i like i like christian mccaffrey i mean he i san francisco just looks so good so solid i know they're playing with a third string quarterback but i mean i i just don't i don't i see them going far i don't see them getting tripped up uh, in the NFC playoffs. So I'm going with McCaffrey here in the first slot. 
uh, get us some points this week and just keep doubling them up after that. Um, next running back position. I'm going to go with Miles Sanders. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's on bye this week, so you're going to get zero points in that piece of the lineup for this week. But he will get 2x next week. So he gets a free play into next week because they have the bye. So I think Miles Sanders is a solid um, a choice here. Uh, to, I mean, you're going to guarantee the 2x next week. So. I love that a lot. Um, now there's two wide receiver positions. Uh, wide receiver, who are you going with? Uh, Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Uh, a good little combo stack with uh, with Josh Allen here. And then the other one is Keenan Allen. Yep. Uh, I think uh, Herbert's going to have to lean on Keenan Allen a lot, uh, you know, as that veteran guy to get them some wins in the playoffs. Yeah, plus he's going to just have some great matchups going forward. Um, yeah. You know, Kansas City has really struggled in the secondary, namely the slot. You know, great matchup this weekend. Um, and call me crazy. I mean, I think the Chargers are kind of live when they get through um, this game against the Jags. They're a dark horse. Um, so we got we got our two wide receivers. And now we have to go to the tight end position. What, where do you feel for the tight end? Well, we got to go with your boy, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's Travis Kelsey. Enough said, right? <laughs> and the reason we got to go with Kelsey is this. You got to think about it like this. If there's one tight end on the board that could pop for 20 next week, no matter who he plays, it's Kelsey. So I'd rather take the zero with the potential of having two X and Kelsey than having whatever random garbage is going to come the tight ends way this weekend. So it makes the most sense. I totally agree. Now now in here, we got to use a kicker too. Now here's the thing. (laughs) Kicker. I want to pick our kicker. I want to pick our kicker. Do it. (laughs) All right. Um, I think with our kicker, now initially, you know, we talked about going Robbie Gould, but I'm worried about the weather. Yeah. I'm, I'm really worried about the weather. Um, you guys can kind of tell by us both having Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen in here, we think the Bills are going to go pretty far. I think we should just go with Seabass. Yeah. Put Tyler Bass in there, not mess around, you know, that way if – he we does get to the Super Bowl, that's going to be 4X for us, which obviously that can be it. And if we have three um, bills getting us 3X, that's absolutely huge. Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, initially, yeah, we did go with Robbie Gold. I mean, which, I mean, you never know. San Francisco could make it too, but I like, I like Bass um, because at least we get started off on a, a better foot with uh, the weather concerns in, in San Francisco. Um, and lastly, in terms of defense, where do you think we should go for defense, my friend? I, I think we got to go with the 49ers D. Uh, I mean, they're just, they're just solid. And yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I don't see them, you know, as long as Purdy keeps it in check and, and plays smart football, uh, San Francisco uh, should get to the Super Bowl. Or at least yeah, they're going to be insanely, so. insanely tough out. I don't know. It's yeah. either them or Philly. You know what I mean? Maybe the Giants could have around, but I like this lineup a lot. You know, we got action this weekend. Plus, we have teams that could, like, definitely make a run, and we got a couple people on some fringe teams. So, 
I like that. Uh, so our playoff challenge lineup for week one is Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Miles Sanders, Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, Travis Kelsey, Robbie Gold, and the San Francisco 49ers defense. Just a reminder, Nick is going to be here every single week during the NFL playoffs, um, breaking down just like this, giving you a DFS lineup and also going through the playoff challenge. And then once that is over, you know what? We're going to start our work on it next year because you know what? The grind never stops, my friend. Exactly. Never stops. So uh, we'll, ca- we'll catch the uh, we'll catch up on the challenge next week. So, Nick, thanks for coming on. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media, my friend? You can find me at NAA Fantasy on Twitter. Thanks, Eric. Always a pleasure. And uh, good luck, everybody. Until next week, my friend. Guys, please give my boy Nick a follow, one of the sharpest guys out there. Just new to the social media game, so any follows you can give him are immensely appreciated at NAA Fantasy on Twitter. That's it for the show, guys and girls. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. Also, the ETOF21 Sports Show is back live this Tuesday night. Gino is going to be stopping by. Gino is today's, this week's special guest. Him and I will tell you what bets to lock in for the divisional round. Thanks for tuning in. Until next week, boys and girls.